It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Joining us now to put it in perspective, a man that was at the forefront of the civil rights uh, revolution in the 1960s and sees a big difference now. Dr. Shelby Steele, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me. I really got a perspective on where you stand by looking at your movie, uh, What Killed Michael Brown, your documentary. I think it's time for another. Uh, tell me what you think about the verdict and the response. Well, I, I think the ver- it was a solid. Uh, I, I watched it uh, more toward the end than the beginning, but it was uh, a solid sort of legal uh, march through uh, the, the case. And I, I thought it. The, the final verdict made sense. I think it, there's not much ground there for appeal. Uh, they they may likely appeal anyway, but uh, I don't think there's much ground for it. It seems that the, the legal process itself seemed uh, seemed up to what it should be. Uh, the reaction in the larger culture is another story, and there it seems to me the the, the verdict is a little anticlimactic. Um, what's different today than than before the verdict was rendered? Uh, not very much that I can see. We still have the same the same cultural debate: Is America systemically racist or not? Well, I don't. I don't it doesn't seem to me that this uh, this case, one way or the other, uh, resolved that. So, the President Obama, along with his wife Michelle, uh, wrote this, and I'll give you an excerpt. If we're to be honest with ourselves, we know that true justice is about much more than a single verdict in a single trial. True justice requires that we come to terms with the fact that black Americans are treated differently every day. It requires us to recognize that millions of our friends, family, and fellow citizens live in fear that their next encounter with law enforcement could be their last. And he goes on. Your thoughts on that? Well, he's just saying that um, um, say what you want. The verdict is irrelevant. Systemic racism is, is still plagues us in American life. And uh, I'm going to hold on to that, that uh, uh, I guess, forevermore, because systemic racism is power uh, for the left. It is one of, if, if not their central power. Um, it animates them. It, it is the, what they bring to the game is this charge of racism. And they're not going to, you know, no single trial is going to get them to to move beyond this idea that that racism is is systemic, it's just, systemic is just a way of saying that not only is racism uh, systemic, but my entitlements, what America owes me, is vast, is vast as racism is systemic, and so that that's what the you know the that argument doesn't really hinge much on the verdict here, but uh, it's giving Obama's uh, a chance to reassert that racism is in fact systemic and that their source of power is a valid one. Here is what President Biden used his time to say yesterday. It was a murder in the full light of day and it ripped the blinders off for the whole world to see the systemic racism the vice president just referred to. There's systemic racism that's a stain on our nation's soul. <clears throat> the knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. 
profound fear and trauma, the pain, the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. Is he on the money? No, he's he's um, uh, he's doing the same thing Obama does. He's just reasserting systemic racism. <clears throat> that is their their god, their their source of of uh, whatever power it is that they have, which is considerable. Um, Americans, and you have to look at the other side. Why do they keep screaming systemic racism? Because Americans have tolerated it, the idea of it for a long time, and it has given the left, again, enormous cultural power that then translates into politics. Um, the, the Biden presidency, I think, uh, has, has a lot to do with that, with, with their, their claims of systemic racism. Uh, that's what they're here to fight, and because right. it's so bad, uh, you know, they need, they deserve to be uh, the ones who call the shots. So, Dr. Steele, you grew up in the 60s. I mean, you came to light in the 60s. How does what you fought for in the 60s different from what uh, people are fighting for now? Oh, it's as different as night and day. Um, the big thing is, uh, the big difference is that in the 60s, in the Civil Rights Movement, uh, culminating in the Civil Rights Bill of 1964 and so forth, we knew exactly what we were fighting for, and everybody knew it. The people who agreed with us and the people didn't. Racism was literally everywhere then. Um, in, in the schools, every aspect of life was touched by racism in those days. And um, so the civil rights movement made perfect sense. And, and, and notice how peacefully the marches, peaceful the marches were. Because they they offered a moral witness to America, they said you can do better than this. Right. And what happened is, America did better. This in the last sixty years, America has made I think a a greater moral advance away from racism I love- uh, than any any society that uh, in, in in the world. Uh, it I can I can it just isn't here anymore. If you're black in America today, you can do absolutely anything you want. You can be the president. You can be a CEO of the biggest corporate. You can do anything So, if you're willing to prepare yourself, do the work, and so forth. But see, I, I agree with you from my perspective. I, I That's what I thought up until 2014, the stats and studies show. That's what the African Americans thought, black, black America thought. But something has changed rapidly. Are they being insincere? Is 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 Joe Biden pandering? Is President Obama being insincere or are they sincerely ignorant to the reality? Oh, no, they're absolutely uh, cynical. They they know um, what I know, any what what we all know. I can in 1964, I could walk through a street in downtown Chicago and I couldn't go into half the buildings there more than half. I can walk down that same street now. I don't even think about it. I go wherever I want to go. They know that. It's observable. It's undeniable. But the claim of racism is so enormously powerful in American life. America is so insecure about its racial innocence that um, 
it, it, it they take it as though as though racism is still systemic. It's a, it's a joke. Uh, any hint of racism, and we have a national story. Well, that wouldn't be the case if if racism was ubiquitous, if it was everywhere. So they're being cynical. They're they're doing it strictly because they're still it's it's still a source of power. It's I, their main source of power. Is is there some have thought said that they see Republicans making some gains? They see the enterprise zones or the opportunity zones, whatever you ever want to call it. They see the Tim Scotts of the world and others, and they say this is the way to grab that back. Even though Democrats came up with Jim Crow laws, it was Democrats uh, fighting to keep uh, slavery in uh, in our country during the Civil War. It was Democrats that destroyed Reconstruction. It was Democrats who came up with the KKK. They are concerned about losing the black vote. And is this their way of holding on to it, or is that a leap? Is that too big a leap for Shelby Steele? No, it's not. Uh, that's that. They, this is their way of holding on to the black vote, uh, keeping victimization alive, raci- keeping racism alive. Um, racism is their bread and butter. They love it. Uh, you can't forget the scenes of Maxine Waters rushing into Minneapolis the other day, but the night before the verdict, uh, desperate to find a any hint of racism. Uh, failing to do so, but desperately looking for it. Uh, well, she's she's a, a trooper for that their cause. Uh, she she's a true believer, and uh, it's it's sad to see um, Democrats become that enthralled to their uh, their so, their power source. You know, I want you to hear, I want you to listen to what she said last night. She was called out by the judge who worked for Amy Klobuchar, not from just Kevin McCarthy, the judge, for doing something that could bring this case back to appeal. Listen to what she said last night about this. Cut 30. uh, Excuse me. Let's go to cut 30. And that's what the civil rights movement was all about. It was about activism. It was about confrontation. And a lot of people see that as being bad. And they tried to turn my words into something about violence. It's not about violence. Martin Luther King was about nonviolence. I am nonviolent. Confrontation was used in the sit-ins in the, for the civil rights legislation. The marches, the prayers, all of that's confrontation. Really? Do you buy that? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't buy that um, at all. She wanted that. To, she is probably brokenhearted that there wasn't a full-blown riot uh, last night. Uh, she definitely. They. This is their bread and their butter. Um, black anger, black suffering, uh, is is what justifies their role in politics in America. Nothing else. They bring nothing else to the table but this worn-out lament over racism that doesn't exist anymore. It just isn't there. You know, it's like the army wants to march, but there's no enemy anymore. When King marched, there was an enemy. That's the difference. It's it's really that simple. Yep. Uh, And you know they're corrupt because there is no enemy. I go anywhere I want, any day I want. Nobody says a word. If anything, what I experience from white America is a sense of goodwill. People wish you well. They, they, I, I believe Americans want black Americans to do well. 
I believe that. Well, you should, because uh, everyone I've come in contact with feels the same exact way, and we don't know what planet, uh, what country a lot of these activists are describing, Dr. Shelby. And then seeing your movie, I found really heartening. You, you look at the Michael Brown, how he died, what he died, and the reality as opposed to what people were saying. Unfortunately, I'm out of time, but if you want to watch a documentary that understands from somebody that truly understands what's going on in America today because he's been active in America for now for, for 60 years, Dr. Shelby Steele, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.